everyone and welcome to the first episode of the Shunstadt Way of Life podcast. I am your host, Julia Manin. And on today's episode, on today's podcast, what, what I'm really hoping to do is just lay the stage to let to let you understand, to give you an idea of perhaps where this podcast is heading and what we hope to talk about on this podcast. So before I dive into any more details, let's go ahead and put ourselves in the presence of God. I'm going to open up with prayer today, um, the prayer of divine providence that, that we often pray in this great Shunstat movement. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. You know the way for me. You know the time. Into your hands I trustingly place mine. Your plan is perfect, born of perfect love. You know the way for me. That is enough. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So what are we doing on this podcast, this this Shunstadt Way of Life podcast, and who am I? Who who am I? That's what I'm wanting to talk about today. So I want to share with you a little bit about my my story, particularly my story in in Shunstadt. But before I do that, I let me first just set the stage for what I'm hoping is to come on this podcast. So the Shunstadt Way of Life. I was doing a little bit of research, and and of course, in and I'm in the Ohio movement, and in this Shunstadt of Ohio, we're we're putting together this new website, and we're tossing around ideas of different ways that we different people can contribute and share their gifts on the website and and the Holy Spirit hit me to perhaps start a podcast for um, for people like like you and I people who are involved in the movement and are perhaps looking to grow in our spirituality in the Shunstat movement are looking for ways to bring Shunstat into our everyday lives and so I thought, well, what it, first of all, is there a podcast out there that exists that helps us, that helps the everyday person trying to bring in these these um, charisms of the movement into their everyday life? And a quick search, I, I realized that there's not really much out there in terms of a podcast for Schoenstatters. And so, uh, first of all, that's just perhaps filling a need for that, a, a place for us to connect, to learn from one another. And speaking of that, what I'm really hoping this podcast becomes is a place where you can maybe send me your thoughts, your feelings, your questions, your own stories of how you're growing in the movement or how you're making this this covenant covenantal life with the Blessed Mother, how you're making this a part of your life. And then I'm hoping to maybe address that on the podcast as, as we go forth. Um, also, what we're kind of thinking is that this will be a monthly podcast. So once a month, we'll be able to touch base, talk about something within the Shunstop movement, talk about some aspect of the spirituality of the Shunstop movement, talk about something inspiring or something um, from, of course, the founder, Father Kentonick, perhaps bring on different guests, different people, um, different Shunstop priests or some of the sisters or perhaps just people like you and I who are lay people involved in the movement and have have actual guests on the podcast where we can discuss the Shunstadt way of life together. So those are kind of the initial hopes, the initial dreams, the initial inspirations from the Holy Spirit of of where perhaps this, Shun, this Shunstadt way of life podcast might be heading. Um, now, who am I? I mentioned my name is Julia Manin, and, and why am I doing this, or who am I? Um, first of all, I'm nobody. <laughs> I like to say that I'm a nobody um, from nowhere. I am just a small-town girl from West Central Ohio. I made the covenant of love um, in the Couples League with my husband back in 2010, so I've been part of the Shunstadt movement officially since 2010. 
And like the Blessed Mother promises, particularly with the graces from the Schoenstatt Shrine, the graces that I'm going to repeat to you now as kind of a refresher, we of course have three graces associated with the Schoenstatt movement, the Schoenstatt Shrine. The grace of apostolic zeal, the grace of being at home, and the grace of inner transformation. And I'll talk a little bit about those here as as we go forward through the podcast today. But essentially what happened in my life is once this movement became a part of my life um, and, a, and really a part of my my mother's life and then my father's life and then my family's life and then it trickled down eventually to me and my husband, those graces began, began to come upon me in, in just ways unimaginable. So I went from um, somebody who was born and raised in the Catholic Church, who have, have always been doing the right things on the outside, you know, going to Mass every week and, and going to confession at least once a year and um, receiving the sacraments on a, on a regular basis and, and doing all of these things that, you know, we're supposed to do as good practicing Catholics. But as I continued to grow and gain my independence in the world. And as I went from a young, you know, elementary school girl to a young junior high girl to a young high school girl to a young college girl, just sin slowly started to creep into my life. And where I was at, you know, as I'm getting ready to graduate college, and and I'm having this gut check looking in the mirror going, how did my life get here? I was so fallen, I was so broken, I felt so ashamed and so dirty and just felt like I, I it was, was going to be impossible for me to put the pieces of my life back together. I just thought I had ruined everything because I had chose this life of sin. Um, people have recently asked me, you know, or told me, you know, you were living the life of the culture and that's just the reality of the situation. That is what I was doing. But I had this, this Holy Spirit gut check moment as I'm getting ready to graduate college where I realized I can't keep living the life that I'm living and I was longing for something more I was longing for a new beginning I was longing for a fresh start and wouldn't you know that quote-unquote coincidentally and I assure you I don't think this was a coincidence that it was at this time in my life where I'm about to graduate college that my mom was becoming more and more involved in this Shunstop movement. It was around this time that she herself had made her covenant of love. In fact, I believe she made that around the time I was graduating high school. So she's making her covenant of love. She's receiving the graces of the movement. She is having her own miraculous story of transformation and conversion, which perhaps I'll have her on the show sometime to share that with you. But she's going through this miraculous change, and I'm witnessing that as a young person. I'm watching my mom go from this person of... um, deep worry and anxiety, somebody who was always worried, somebody who was very anxious, somebody who was struggling with different things in our in the life of our family. And I was watching her with my very own eyes suddenly be filled with this deep peace, with this this trust of of the Father and of the Blessed Mother. And then of course this image of the MTA shows up in our home. And it was just very strange. It was too strange for me not to notice, you know, that something was going on with my mom. And of course that eventually led to my dad making his covenant as well and entering into the movement and then them dedicating the home shrine. And then they became small group leaders in in the state of Ohio and began bringing groups through to make their covenant of love. So 
it was around this time that they're bringing in their first small group as leaders in this movement that I move home from college. This was shortly after I had this gut check, this gut wrenching, like Holy Spirit moment. This this grace of conversion is what that was. This grace of awareness, this grace of I can't keep living this life that I'm living. I have to start making changes. So I move I move back home. I graduate college. I move back home and the MTA is at work in our lives and in our families. And and this is where just my story of transformation began. Um, back living at home, living in my parents' home shrine, receiving those graces, and I began my my slow journey back to the Lord. And where it started for me was to make a return to the sacrament of reconciliation. Um, so I made a return after being away from that sacrament for many years, six years plus, I had been away from that sacrament. And I finally knew that if I really wanted a fresh start, I I came to that awareness that if I really wanted a fresh start, that if I really wanted to turn my life around, that if I really wanted to devote myself to the Lord Jesus and and to put the pieces of my life back together, then I had to go back to the sacrament of reconciliation. And I was, of course, terrified to do that. It's a frightening thing if you've been away from that sacrament for a while. But I did make the trip back. And I share that story now so often. um, And perhaps I'll share it on a future podcast with you. But for now, I'm just wanting to lay the works of, of who I am and, and why I am the one hosting um, this podcast right now. Um, so yes, so I made a trip back to the Sacrament of Reconciliation after being away from it. I received this, this um, really this grace of, of healing in that moment. And of course, it took many, many more trips back to that sacrament to really truly uproot that sin that had taken hold in my life at that time as a young, you know, college graduate, um, just recently engaged, planning my wedding, you know, really becoming an adult, quote unquote, for the first time in my life. So making a return to the sacrament of reconciliation. And then my husband and I moved out of state after we were married shortly after that we moved out of state or he was already living out of state. He was at college out of state and I moved with him. So we picked up and I moved away from my family for really the first time where I was really away from my family and friends for the first time. And again, this, this new life in me that I was longing for as a young college graduate was continuing to grow and continue continuing to bear fruit and continuing to blossom. So much so that after my husband finished college and we ended up moving back to the state of Ohio, back to our hometown, actually we moved back in with my parents. So now we're both re, you know living in this home shrine environment with with my with my mom and with my dad. And it was at this time that my parents were continuing to bring in small groups um, to make their covenant of love. And he and I, my husband and I, decided together that that might be a good thing. We didn't know a lot about the movement at that time. Um, We weren't involved in it. We were, at that time, trying to grow in our faith, but really were not very far along on the journey. It just seemed like a good thing. You know, we had seen the changes it had made in my parents' life. His parents, too, went on to make their covenants and dedicate their home shrine. And so we just wanted to be a part of that. Um, and so we went ahead and participated in the classes that was um, yeah back in early 2010 or perhaps even early 2009 I can't remember Um, but eventually that led up to us making our covenant which I know for sure was in August of 2010 and since that time since my husband and I have made this covenant of love, since we have invited the Blessed Mother into our hearts and later on down the road into our homes through the home shrine, through dedicating our home shrine, 
our lives have changed in ways, like I already mentioned, in ways unimaginable. Our lives, the Blessed Mother, the Holy Spirit has worked miracles of transformation in our hearts and in our homes and in our family and in our marriage especially. And so what started out as us just kind of not knowing what we were getting ourselves into completely turned our lives upside down in the best of ways. And so now what started out as me just slowly wanting to rebuild my life and slowly wanting to put the pieces of my life that just felt destroyed at that that time, I was in such a dark place, such a depressed state that I just wanted the pieces of my life put back together is now this is now what I'm doing. So um, in 2017, it was I, um, I published my first book, it was 2014, that I felt called to start. Um, actually, it was 2013, I apologize that I felt called to just start putting some of my thoughts on paper and to start writing a journal. And that progressed to where I actually felt like the Lord was actually calling me to publish my journal to actually write a book and publish my journal. And trust me, that's a story for another day. Um, so I, I ended up leaving my job in the world to put this book together that I felt like the Lord was calling me to publish. And then it was in 2017, where I published my first book, The World is Noisy, God Whispers. And now it's been since that time that I have left my quote unquote, real job in the world. And am now um, doing this apostolate, this ministry work full time. So I have my book, The World is Noisy, God Whispers. I um, do a monthly podcast for that for people who follow me and are reading my book. Um, I write a weekly blog too. Um, just the world is noisy. God whispers the blog. I'm working on my second book, actually, which I hope to have released at the end of the year. And I do other speaking engagements, you know, where I where I go and not only within the movement of Shunstadt, where I go and talk about the Shunstadt way of life with with Shunstadt formation groups, but also in other environments as well. Um, so this is what I do now. So um, it's amazing to me to just tell you that and to say it just like, oh, yeah, this is just what I do. Because 10 years ago, 15 years ago, 20 years ago, this is in no way, shape or form, the life that I would have mapped out for myself. Um, at the time when I was, you know, a young person and just running around from party to party, if you would have told me that, you know, in 20 years, I actually would be devoting myself to full time, you know, apostolic work and ministry work and, and trying to serve the Lord Jesus and, and go out and spread the good news about him, I literally would have laughed in your face, that would have seemed so silly to me. Um, but this is what the Blessed Mother promises us in those three graces that we talked about, right? This is that grace of apostolic zeal that she comes into our lives we we give ourselves to her and she gives herself to us in this beautiful covenant of love which is very unique to the shunstop movement and and that she promises these this grace of apostolic zeal that she wins us over right she she heals us just like i needed so much healing in my own life she heals us in our own lives and in our own hearts and she wins us over to her son she brings us safely into his arms and then she sends us out you know, she sends us out to share this news with others. And that's that grace of apostolic zeal that we get from the movement. So what else? What other graces come from this movement? The grace of being at home. And what does that mean exactly? So this is that idea of her wrapping us in her in our arms, that we make this covenant of love, we give our hearts to her. And our blessed mother just takes us in our arms and says, you're mine. You are mine. You are my beloved daughter. You're my beloved son. You're my beloved child right? And no matter how far we've strayed, no matter how long it's been, no matter where we at, we are at on our journey, our mother loves us. And she invites us into her heart, 
right? And and so we have this feeling in this movement, especially attributed with the image that's associated with the Shunstop movement, the Mother Thrice Admirable, the MTA for short. When we see this image, we become connected to it. And it's like, oh, the Blessed Mother, she's here. She's here. This is that grace of being at home. And of course, we know that this world is not our home. This is not ultimately our home. This is not where we're going to live. We know that our home is in heaven with the Lord. And and this world is off, often crazy and nuts and filled with anything but peace. And so when the Blessed Mother can offer us this grace, you know, of, of being at home with her, that's nothing small. You know, that's a big thing in this world that is not our home, that is so crazy, that is so filled with noise and chaos. Um, and so this grace of being wrapped in her arms. And a funny story with that in my own life. So we recently celebrated, um, you know, Holy Week. It's it's May right now or in of 2019. So in April, just last month, we celebrated, of course, Lent and brought in the Easter season with the celebration of Holy Week. And I've got a little guy at home right now who's almost 17 months old. And so the um, the Holy Week masses and services for us were a little bit interesting. We were often taking him out of church because he's not one where he likes to sit still and be quiet. So we're often taking him out. And I ended up out of two of those three masses being in the basement of our parish. And I was down in the basement in the parish trying to listen to mass and participate in mass as fully as I could with having this little guy who's tired because all these services ended up during either his bedtimes or his nap times. And so I'm in the basement, you know, walking him around and I ended up in this back room which was dark and there was a humidifier running or dehumidifier running so there's this noise that was kind of putting him to sleep and I end up in this back kind of corner and as I'm walking back there with my son trying to get him to sleep trying to pay attention to the mass and all of these things I I go to this back corner and wouldn't you know who's back there but this image of the MTA and there's an image in my home parish this this image which we're about to enthrone actually in our parish that normally sits up in our parish and is in like what used to be the um the baptistry and she sits in there and she's on display and you can offer your petitions to her and candles but this was holy week and so everything was moved out of that room and put into a different place because that's where we put Jesus on holy thursday for people to spend time with him and so everything else was moved out of that room and so the MTA was moved out of the baptistry and was actually in the basement and as I'm walking around I didn't know she was down there but I'm walking around in this dark corner of the basement and I go to the back and there I see her and there was just this feeling of peace like oh and, you know, I have to tell you, it was interesting because, you know, I, I it, it makes me upset. It's a, it's a cross when I can't participate in mass, like in the actual church. So it's a cross for me to have to go out. But, of course, Shunstadt teaches us to fulfill our duties faithfully. And so this is what we do as wives and mothers sometimes is we excuse ourselves from these things. But it was such a gift to me during these Holy Week masses and services to be down there and to be participating in these services with the Blessed Mother in this dark, dimly lit room. I just felt like it was like where she would have been as she was walking with Christ during during his passion and during this part of, of the Lord's story that, you know, she was kind of in the background as all of these things were transpiring. And it just, I felt really close to her in these moments. So what kind of started out as a cross ended up being a gift to me to be down in the basement in this dark room and with the Blessed Mother, with the image of the MTA. And that was my long way of telling you that this is what this grace of being at home really entails right? That we feel at home in the Blessed Mother's arms with, with the MTA. Particularly, we feel connected to the image associated with the Shunstadt movement. So we have this grace of apostolic zeal, 
that we want to go out. We want to share the good news with others. We want to tell people that there's there's hope, right? That Jesus Christ is the answer, right? That we want to learn more and more about our faith and share it as we do learn it. Then, of course, this grace of being at home that the Blessed Mother invites us in, right? That she heals us up, that she bandages what needs bandages, and that she kisses us and says, it's all going to be okay, just like any mother would, right, when we're down on our luck or when we find ourselves in these in these positions in life where um, we're struggling. And then the third grace, this grace of inner transformation is also associated with the Schoenstatt Shrines, this grace of inner transformation. And my friends, this is what happened in my soul from the second my mom made her covenant of love. And of course, we know, Father Kensnick tells us that no one will be lost who's loyal to the covenant of love. But this extends not only to those who have directly made the covenant of love, but to those who are invited into this covenant through somebody who's made the covenant of love. What do I mean by that? I mean that when my mom, my earthly mother, made her covenant of love with the Blessed Mother, she also, because we are her children, she also brought us into this covenant. And those graces immediately begin working in our lives as well, just like they did in her lives. Okay, so from the second she entered into this covenant, those graces, these graces began working in my own life. This was the time that I became aware that I went, I can't keep living this life that I'm living. This is wrong. Like, I don't care all these ways I've been justifying this for the past five, six, seven years. The way I'm living my life is not moral. It's not right. It's not just. That came from a grace, right? That grace of awareness. And I am convinced that it was because of my mom entering this Shunstop movement. And then from the time a few years after that, that I made that retrip to the sacra- return to the Sacrament of Reconciliation, that I began wanting to learn more about my faith, that I began wanting, longing for something more, you know, that has to be more than just going to church every week. There has to be more to this. There has to be more to this being Catholic than just showing up to Mass once a week and going to confession every once in a while. And I began longing for that. And of course, we know that the Blessed Mother is our educator, that she educates us, that she forms us that she transforms us. And again, this is that grace of the Shunstop movement, this grace of inner transformation. So this has has been happening in my life from the second my mom made her covenant of love. And then in a very dramatic, real way, when my husband and I entered the covenant of love in 2010. And so that's why I'm here with you today. And that's why we're starting this podcast is I'm hoping to share some of the insights and not only what I'm learning, I'm hoping to learn from you too. Because Shunstad, as we know, isn't meant to be a one and done deal. It's not just another Bible study or another um, book study or another great faith formation opportunity. It's supposed to become a way of life, right? It's supposed to become not just something we do, but who we are. And that's what I'm hoping this podcast helps all of us do in even greater and better ways, that we can learn from one another of how we can live these covenant demands that we've, we've taken, these covenant, these covenant promises that we've made with the Blessed Mother when we've made our covenant of love and how we can make that a part of our everyday lives. Does that kind of make sense? So again, this is kind of where we're heading with this podcast. Um, we do kind of plan, at least for the time being, that this will there'll be new ones posted on the website um, once a month. And in the meantime, if you have thoughts 
or ideas or suggestions on topics we might be able to cover in this podcast as we move forward, please, please, please feel free to reach out to me. Um, the easiest way to do that, to stay connected with me, is by just going to my website, theworldisnoisy.com. So on that website, you can contact me, you can follow me on Facebook, you can sign up for my blog, you can find a, the contact me page where you can actually shoot me an email. Um, but yes, that you can stay connected with me in the time being and let me know what you actually want to talk about on this podcast. Otherwise, we'll tr- trust all of this to the Holy Spirit, which we will do regardless of whether you reach out to me or not. And we'll just trust that the Holy Spirit will guide us on, on the topics and on who we might want to bring in and discuss these things with. Make sense? Yeah, I hope so. Okay. So in the meantime, between now and the next podcast, know that I'm going to be keeping you in my prayers in a special way. And I humbly ask you to keep me in your prayers as well. And now let us go ahead and close with prayer. Let us go ahead and close with our consecration prayer to the Blessed Mother. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. My Queen, my Mother, I give myself entirely to you. And to show my devotion to you, I consecrate to you this day my eyes, my ears, my mouth, my heart, my entire self without reserve. As I am your own, my good mother, guard me and defend me as your property and possession. Amen. Mm -hmm.